You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. Well, for me, surrender has been a process that began when I started following the Lord, and it has been progressive because uh, as I have surrendered to a certain degree, I've always welcomed the opportunity for God to expose areas of my life that have blind spots in my life so that I could go deeper with the Lord. And so God is gracious in that He only shines the light so bright. If He really cut loose with His power to illuminate, we'd die, you know, but he does it gradually. And, and so the, my place of surrender now has brought me to a place of simplicity that I've never had before. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, today joined by two very special guests. It's not the Conversations Podcast without them. We've got first the one and only pastor of spiritual formation, Bob Moss, in the house. Bob, thanks for being here. Oh, I always enjoy being here. Yes, welcome. Welcome back. And we are joined by Paulina de la Fuente. Paulina, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. So two special guests, and we had two special testimonies yesterday. We're recording this the day after Easter and got to hear two amazing stories from Bob and Michelle. And so I would love to hear both of y'all's kind of first takes as you got the chance to hear both of these testimonies. And one of the cool things that I know about both of you is that you're both involved in the lives of the two that got to share. So Bob, maybe you want to go first and just kind of share some of your takes as far as what you thought of yesterday's messages. Oh, I always enjoy Easter messages because it's it's a testimony to God's life in the present. And uh, hearing both of them yesterday was wonderful because it goes along very well with what God has been speaking to me for several years regarding surrender, and both of them included that in their testimony. Mm-hmm. And it was exciting, especially to hear Bob, because I've been watching Bob uh, up close for quite a while, and yeah. it's just been amazing to see the transformation taking place in his life mm-hmm. That's awesome. and his family. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Pauline, what about you? I thought it's so cool how God just puts things together that we don't plan or can't plan. I mean, seeing the similarities between the two testimonies, I thought was really encouraging. And I'm similar to you, but I've been walking with Michelle, and it really is incredible God's timing in her life and with everything that she shared and that she's going through and how— she was faithful to be challenged to share to the church family her testimony before knowing that there was more on the horizon than we even knew. We had been praying for that and to see how God followed up with, you know, right between, right before Easter, gave her a new hope for something that we just couldn't have imagined that could be, could happen. So 
Yeah, that's really neat. And one of the things that both of y'all touched on, just this concept of surrender that I loved as I hear, heard both of their stories for the first time yesterday. And so I'd love to kind of camp out there for most of the episode and just kind of talk about surrender is something that we usually don't associate as with a positive connotation. Uh, and yet we know that in our spiritual lives that that's the key to letting God take control of our lives and and abiding with Him. And so I'd love to hear both of y'all's thoughts just first on this idea of surrender. You don't necessarily have to share your whole resurrection or, or surrender story, but what are some ways in which you have found just um, ways in which God has allowed you to or kind of wrestled in down to where you were able to surrender your life to Him? Bob, I don't know if you want to start with that. It's just how have you found and been able to surrender your life to, to God the way that you have? Well, for me, surrender has been a process that began when I started following the Lord. And it has been progressive because uh, as I have surrendered to a certain degree, I've always welcomed the opportunity for God to expose areas of my life that... uh, still needed um, redemption. Well, not that's not really the right word. They still, I still needed to have blind spots in my life exposed so that I could go deeper with the Lord. And so God is gracious in that he only shines the light so bright yeah. If he really cut loose with his power to illuminate, we'd die, oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. But he does it gradually. And mm-hmm. and so I've been walking with the Lord a long time, and it's been a process. Uh, here a little, there a little, you know, mm-hmm. one step at a time. But in the last five years, especially as I've gotten more involved with Celebrate Recovery mm-hmm. and... Uh, going through the step studies of Celebrate Recovery, uh, there have been more and more areas of my life. And uh, my place of surrender now has brought me to a place of simplicity that I've never had before. Yeah, I think that when I think about surrender, I think the first surrender was for me, that I just needed help and that I didn't have a plan for my life and that things felt dark and I could see kind of surrendering my darkness to God's light. And But since then, I think the surrender is the continual process. Um, but for me, it's always surrender. God always calls me to surrender instead of trying to fix. And that's usually where I go personally. So looking from the time that I first surrendered to God to now, I think that always is the challenge is that I, even in spiritual things, I want to fix and do more and strive instead of having the humility to just surrender. So, yeah, yeah. Both of y'all had really great answers to that. I think about one of the things I love about the Conversations podcast is trying to get a little practical. And so what are some ways, uh, Bob, both of y'all mentioned just this idea of a process that it's not just this one-time thing. So how can someone, or how would you encourage just a believer to um, to surround themselves or how, do, how does someone kind of position themselves to be in a place where they can continually surrender to God on a, on a regular basis? I think surrender is 
without a doubt, the most practical thing that we can do as believers because surrender is trusting God. And that is what we all need to do mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus. And uh, I'm reminded of the passage of Scripture in First Peter where, where it says that to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. And when he suffered, he did not uh, bring any accusation. But it says, instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And so Jesus left us the example. That is the example to entrust our lives to him who judges justly. God knows all the circumstances. So basically, I have come up with five rules for my life that I live by now that have really helped me to make this practical. You gotta, you gotta share. <laughs> you gotta share. Maybe just I've heard, I've heard the five before, but I don't know if we've gotten them on the on the conversations podcast. So if okay. you want to hit all five real quick, and sure. This could be a whole another sermon or another whole another series, right? Uh, but rule number one: don't judge anybody. Rule number two: do not resist any of my circumstances. No, rule number three: don't get attached to anything in the world. Rule number four, don't be attracted to anything in the world. And rule number five, have no aspiration or ambition for myself, but to surrender. All five of those things deal with surrender. Thanks thanks for sharing. I just want to make sure we got this. Yeah. um, I mean, those all feel really practical and... I think something, Bob, that you have helped me with, with your devotionals, has been the being in constant awareness of God's presence and how just acknowledging Him in every moment that I can automatically makes me more prepared to surrender than when I'm caught up in realizing, I mean, just going throughout the day and wanting to fix things, like I said, or just think like, wow, I need to do better here and here and For me, it was always postponing those conversations with God into like a devoted time with Him, which I have. But I think what I've learned is just practically going about all day, trying to do that and trying to just acknowledge His presence right then and there. And then just even if it's in a very small thing, just trying to mentally surrender that before God, even as we go versus always for me versus always postponing to a time where I have more time, just trying to continually do that throughout the day. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, this next question, it's a, it's a deeper question, but uh, I just think about as I reflect on uh, just the story of Jesus in this kind of passion, resurrection, Holy Week, and 
even just how his disciples had a lack of trust, whether it was leading up right before his crucifixion to even his just distrust when they saw him return. Um, and so I feel like as believers, we always, I think it's okay to say out loud that we all have times where we have trust issues with God, that we wrestle with that and we, we want to surrender everything, but there's just things that we don't necessarily trust. And so I'd love to hear both of y'all just kind of share in your own experience, what are maybe ways in which you have been there before, uh, whether it's a, a major life thing or even just with small things. And how do you how do you build trust in God uh, again through through that process of of being a believer and not just uh, as a one time decision? Well, for me, a lot of the trust has come as a result of failure um, and watching God take failures and make them work for good. That, uh, that has been amazing because when I consider success in the natural realm, that's where I set a goal. And then if I achieve the goal, I have this feeling like I've really accomplished something. And, and that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I'm saying is that if we are are we if we are reaching that goal in our own strength, then we tend to leave God out of it because we don't really need God. We're trusting in our own abilities and our own resources. And and the result is that we take the credit. Mm-hmm. But when we fail, then we have to you know, um, consider the fact that we have not accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And yet, God will take that situation and he has a way of making something really, really good mm-hmm. come out of it. And I'll never forget a year ago or so, I walked into the church office during Focus Weekend, and I and Paulina had this huge whiteboard <laughs> covered with names and events, and it just looked so complex to me. But she was organizing the transportation for all of the kids at Focus, and I looked at that and I said, you know, I was just kind of taken back by the complexity of it, and. I said, how do, you, how do you do this? And she came back with a very simple statement. She said, God makes it work. And that just hit me really powerfully because I know that's so true. It is God who is working in us. And surrender is us giving up and turning our lives completely over to God and saying, God, here I am. You know, apart from you, I can do nothing. And that's how I feel today. I know that's true. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. So the best thing I can do, the most spiritual thing I can do is trust God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember that, Bob. God really does make it work because our plans are never good enough, especially for a weekend as hectic as focus is. Um, I think with the idea of trusting God, I really feel like I'm completely in the middle of it. And I have been praying about God helping me 
do that and trust him. And what encourages me, what has encouraged me in this season is instead of accidentally putting godly people on a pedestal of people that have their stuff figured out, I think just realizing that we are all humans trying to figure out what God has for each of us instead of, I think I always just thought people have it figured out. Like Bob here has his whole life figured out and because he's so godly and I think there are, as far as like specific plans. And so now I think just realizing and even reading through the Bible, seeing how old in the Old Testament, sometimes we, I can take things for granted. Like, well, I know how God provided a sacrifice for Abraham instead of Isaac. And I know that God flooded the earth like he told Noah that he would, but seeing it and seeing it as humans that actually didn't know, like they didn't have it before their eyes that God really would come through and seeing that they just followed and God did it because he does make it work and he does work things for our good has really encouraged me that it's not that they had every plan and God had fully revealed everything to them. Um, but they just trusted and God did what he only does. And so I can, in smaller scales than Noah's Ark, I can do the same in my circumstances and trust and ask God to help me even when I don't see the fruit or like the full revelation. So that really encourages me with trusting God and learning how to. Yeah, that's awesome that you brought that up, Pauline, because I was just thinking about Hebrews 11 and just the the hall of faith, as it's called, as it just goes through. And I think about how practically that ministers to me in times where I'm really just having a hard time trusting God, because I look back, not only I can look back at all of those names and just the stories in the Bible and just recognize that, yeah, it's I, I am surrendering to the same God that they surrender to and the same almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful, but also just in my own life, just I, I think it's it's helpful for me to look back and think of examples where God has come through and just reminding and refreshing my own soul and ministering to that and just recognizing that, um, yeah, mm-hmm. this, is, this is who the God that I'm surrendering mm-hmm. to. It's not a God that I can trust only half the time because he may not come through. It's like he is has always come through and will always come through. And so just the power of, of stories and the power of testimonies, not only in my own life, but in the lives of others yeah. is really neat. So that was a really great connection there. Uh, I'd love to kind of wrap up talking about stories and testimonies. One of the things Jose mentioned yesterday as he queued up the testimonies was just the idea that God loves stories and uses our stories to minister to the lives of others. And so I think for someone that they may hear, you know, that's something you may hear in church often, like, yeah, share your story or share your resurrection story with someone this week. But but I'd love to kind of hear y'all's thoughts on how would you do that practically? Like both of y'all do a great job of sharing your own personal uh, stories of just with following God. And so how would you maybe recommend someone that's maybe just starting that off that maybe hasn't done it before or doesn't feel super confident in that ability to share their story? What were maybe some words of advice or encouragement you would give them? Mm. Um, I actually just learned something this year that has been really practical for testimonies, and it's that if we just start by being grateful, then a testimony is always told. 
when I start by being grateful. Because if I start by talking about how grateful I am that I spent a great time with my family yesterday and how God has restored a lot of those relationships, you know, then automatically I just led into a big part of my testimony. And so instead of like planning and trying to think about, man, I need to share my whole testimony with whoever, it's like if I just start by being grateful, I don't have to try on the rest of it, it just comes together because I'm grateful for who God is and what He's done in my life. So that's something really specific yeah, that's, that's helped me. That's awesome. That's good. Right. I, when when we were talking about the subject of today's uh, podcast, the the scripture that came to me was when Peter said, always be ready to give an answer to people who are asking you to give a reason for the hope Mm -hmm. that you have. Well, the implication there is that you're a positive person, that you have hope, that you are a person of faith, that you're not a complainer. You're one who is grateful. And out of that positive attitude, uh, even when things are adverse, when you're going through maybe even suffering or some kind of difficult situation, and you have a positive attitude, and some somebody that doesn't have that is going to ask you, you know, why, why are you looking so optimistically at this? And the reason that you do is because of the resurrected Christ that lives inside of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because Jesus is alive right now mm-hmm. in our hearts, mm-hmm. and that's what we testify to. That is, we're, we're giving... We're being a witness of what we see God doing in our lives Mm -hmm. in the present moment, in in the current situations that we live in. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Both of y'all, just hearing how it really is simple and that we don't need to kind of think up all of these plans or kind of have it kind of memorized as much as it is just sharing and witnessing what God is doing and and just kind of sharing and being grateful. So I appreciate both of y'all's time and just answers today is super helpful as we unpacked both surrendering and sharing testimonies. And I'd encourage any of our listeners that didn't get a chance to hear the testimonies yesterday, you can listen, jump over to the Sunday Messages podcast and it'll be there that they can listen to. But thanks again for y'all for being here. Amen, it's good good to be here. Enjoy you guys. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.